You're the guy people call when they need a helping hand, moving furniture, unloading a truck. But lately, your shoulder's been acting up, and you're the one who's calling for help. And that's the moment you realize you can no longer shoulder the load. The Joint and Spine Center is Cincinnati's leading destination for orthopedic care with a range of surgical and non-surgical treatments. So when a moment has the power to change the rest of your life, go to the one place with the power to change it for the better, the Christ Hospital Health Network. This changes everything. The Pound This Podcast is brought to you by the Christ Hospital Health Network. This is the Pound This Podcast, episode 623, Shay's Weight Loss Journey Weekly Updates. I want to lose weight, but I don't know how to get started. What should I meal prep every week? How do I get those sweet booty gains? Inspiration for your healthy lifestyle. The Pound This Podcast with Amanda Valentine. Thank you so much for listening to the Pound This Podcast. I'm Amanda Valentine. Shay's back. What up? Hey, girl. Oh, it's been one whole week. How have you been doing? Oh, you know, I'm doing all right. That's good. Did you have a good week the past week? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had some ups and downs this week, but that's that just seems to be the trend. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't but. know. I, I feel like... At least here in Cincinnati, it's been sunny almost every day. Like, I don't know. It just changes the vibe. Like, at least I have felt better. And yesterday felt, like, pretty warm, you know, considering January. Work. Oh, see, that sucks. I was like, oh, it's a I good know. day to go for a walk. I know. But instead, I was at work. Um, yeah, yesterday when I was driving to work, I had, like, my winter coat on, and I had to roll down my windows. Oh, I was like, it's getting hot. <laughs> yeah. Just at <laughs> balmy 51 degrees. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's like summer. It, I mean, it kind of was. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. And like, I didn't know it was going to be that warm. Yeah. So, I mean, um, outside of the weather, how's the food situation, all that stuff? I'm, and I wanted to ask you, too, are you still holding off from getting on the scale? No, I've been weighing myself. Uh, like once a week, just to make sure that I'm maintaining that I'm not like going off the rails. Yeah. Um, but still every week before I step on the scale, I'm like, you probably gained 20 pounds, <laughs> which is illogical. Like yeah. I'm going to gain 20 pounds in one week, but that's always what I think. Um, so, but I at least want to just make sure cause, cause in the past, if I quit weighing myself, it was like, if I don't see that number, then it's, it's almost like that gives me permission to kind of like slide backwards. Yeah. So. No, I know that feeling. So have you been good just staying in maintenance? Yeah. The, um, surprisingly. So I never, I mean, it's like some weeks I don't feel like I do that great. And then I'm still able to maintain. So. Yeah. But dude, you've already lost over 90 freaking pounds. That is an amazing spot to maintain at. I know. I don't always feel like oh, it is I know. though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the metal game. It so sucks. Frustrating. I know. I but know. when you look at that and you look at pictures and you're like, oh my God, I've lost over 90 freaking pounds and that you've maintained it and you got through 2020 maintaining it. I mean, that is, that is an accomplishment. It doesn't feel like an accomplishment to me and I cannot figure out how to make it feel that way. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. I, I so wish I knew that too. <laughs> Everyone's like, that's amazing. And I'm like, oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would think that if you started gaining a bunch of weight back, then you would be like, yeah. oh my God, it was amazing when I maintained. What the hell's wrong with me? Why didn't I appreciate it in that moment? Because that's how it always works. Exactly. 
Just like but, I was um, showing you pictures of me when I was doing this, like trying on dresses and stuff for when I won a CMA award. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm in at that time. I'm like, man, what a fatty. Like, oh, I look so gross. I look so lumpy. I feel so uncomfortable. And like, even just now looking at it, having a couple of years of separation, I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, I know. why do we do this? Like in the moment, you're constantly judging yourself. You're posting pictures or not posting pictures because you're, you think that your body just looks like trash because you're so, or just so mean to ourselves. And then you need a little bit of time. And then you're just like, um, oh what like why huh like like a lot of people like look at pictures of them in high school and they just thought they were so oh. fat in high school and then you're just like oh my god i want to smack the shit out of you <laughs> it would pay to be that size again right no it's like we don't actually see ourselves it's so frustrating i know i just wish there was a better way to i mean i mean it's a practice but it's like even i'm not good at practicing it or even just having that moment and sometimes there'll be glimmers of it and I'm, you know, working on it, but it's like, I think it's important to notice that everybody does that to themselves and, uh, yeah, it's a struggle. It sucks. Yeah. But I, I am super proud of you. And I think that what you're doing is awesome. Thanks so, girl. That's all that counts is my opinion. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you're going to be my cheerleader. Yeah. You got this girl. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I feel good. So then what are your goals from here? Are you just like looking to like maintain for a while? Do you want to like start, you know, because when we first started doing this podcast together a year ago, you were still looking to like lose another, what was it, 50 pounds? Which I don't know if you need yeah. to lose another 50 pounds, dude. I don't freaking know, Amanda, because I don't know what I look like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we just established that. <laughs> In my mind, I think I still weigh 280 pounds. Yeah, so. oh, yeah I get that. Um, yeah. So I've had, I've talked with my therapist about this a lot. And for the time being, my goal is to just maintain, um, because I feel like with everything that's happening in the world and in my head right now, that it's more damaging for me to like focus on weight loss. It's yeah. like, I start doing all these destructive things right now, as soon as I'm like, Oh, I need to lose weight where I feel like possibly if I just accept like a maintenance like, like finally I'm like, okay, it's okay if I maintain, because honestly, like all of last year, it didn't feel okay that I was just maintaining. Yeah. So if I can just be like, all right, I'm okay with this right now. I'm proud of myself for this right now. I might actually lose more weight. Totally. So yeah. Um, cause it's just like, I have so many other like things that are like weighing on me right now. The last thing that I need is to be like hard on myself for not losing weight. Um, it's just like unnecessary. So. Yeah, I agree. And I think, yeah, maintenance is super important. That, that That's an accomplishment and a win too, that I feel like most people just kind of just act like it's nothing. Oh, well, I'm not losing. So I'm not accomplishing quote unquote. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? When I, yeah. I personally feel like as a person that was in maintenance for years, that's way freaking harder because like when you're on the constant drive to lose, like you have a driver, a motivator. And then like, yeah, when you're maintaining, it's awesome, but it's like, you still are so in that mindset. I feel like I've had drilled into my head for my entire life is like, lose weight. You're too big. Right. Be less person, smaller, 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 keep losing weight. And so like, when you get to a point where it's like, this is healthy, this is like the perfect spot to be in. Like, I just like, you don't know how to deal. You know what I mean? You're just mm -hmm. like, but my whole life, the driver has been like, be less fat. 
And yeah. so it's that is, is a struggle too. And I think that's just so important to like note, recognize that as a win, um, not only from that mental space, but then to not be in this headspace where I think the yo-yo dieting goes into of like, okay, well I hit my goal. Now I can quote unquote, go back to my normal life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you just like start slamming Dairy Queen all day. And right. it's like, yeah. And then you just start the whole cycle over again. Yeah. It's just, it's just, all of it is so freaking hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got, I got really frustrated because I have, I struggle with some of my clients because they've watched me lose weight. And so then it's like this constant topic of conversation and not just me losing weight, but also them. So I had a client talking about how he had eaten really bad over the holidays and like basically how awful that was. And I, I was like, no, I mean, this is forever. So you're, it's okay for you to eat crap. You want to eat at the holidays. Like you're not going to not do that for the rest of your life. He's like, don't say this is forever. And it's just like this, like mindset. It's just so confusing to me. Like people think they're going to do this, lose weight. And then go back like to me it 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 is a forever thing yeah I mean I think that's where we're at now though but were you always there because I was not I thought like Um, I gotta do this to lose a weight I need to lose and then I can stop doing this specific thing you know what I mean of like oh well I can bring carbs back now um yeah I don't think I I think I always like knew that it was gonna be have to be something that I did forever but I think that's part of why I was like forget this a lot of times I was like, I can't do this forever. Yeah. Um, because logically I've like done so many unhealthy things my whole life that it's, I knew it wasn't just all of a sudden going to stop. Yeah. Same. I feel like the mindset I was in for a long time though, was do the crazy thing or, you know, do the the specific diet. Um, you know, when I did South beach, I didn't do carbs for a very long time. And I don't even know if I did carbs for like, actually not at all really for like months And Mm -hmm. the thing, my mindset, like doing things like that was do this thing, lose all the weight you need to lose. And then once you hit this, whatever freaking unicorn number that I had in my head was, oh, then you'll figure something else out to like how to live then, which is just stupid thinking. And I see that now, but like, I felt that way so many times of like, do this thing, lose the weight. And then, oh, then you'll just figure out a new way to eat for life after that. I'm like, no, the whole point was you got to figure out the way to eat, to, to live through the whole process. Right. Because when you get there, then you're just kind of like, you know, for me, it was specifically South Beach. I did that to lose weight for my wedding. And then the moment the wedding was over, it was like, I don't need to crank so hard to lose weight. I don't need to like eat no carbs again. And it was just like, then it started with, it's my wedding. I do what I want. And I got super hammered because I hadn't had any alcohol for months. <laughs> and then, you know, we had a week off work and um, then it was just like, oh, well, I'm married now. Like, yeah, let's get some Chinese food. Like, like then just like eat all of the horrible things that I denied myself, not horrible things, but you know, um, yeah. all the things I denied myself for months leading up to the wedding. And then it just like, after that, then it was just, it just kept on rolling. There was no, like in my head, I'm like, oh, I'll pick this back up again. Once, you know, the wedding madness is over and like, no, no, it just kept on going until I got to the you know place where I was when I started this weight loss journey now, where I was like the highest weight I'd ever been, um, that I was aware of and binge eating and secret eating in a horrible place. And it was just like, yeah, I don't know that that cycle is, is so hard. And it's like, 
I don't think that cycle is going to end because we're bombarded with nonstop diets all the freaking time. I'm getting text messages about diets now somehow. <laughs> like I know. It's not going to go away. And this is the worst time of year because everybody's like, it's a new year. So let's start a new diet. Yeah. And it's, it's so frustrating. And it doesn't, and it feels like you're not doing anything when you're making those small changes. It feels like nothing. You're just like, oh, well, I'm drinking more water during the day. Like you're still fat, you know, or whatever means right. you're saying to yourself, like, no, it makes a difference. It's just not yeah. going to do it today, which is the struggle because it's being impatient and you just want the, hey, I'm putting the, the work in. I want the results right now. Yeah. You want a quick fix, which trust me, I've done plenty of times. But that's the crap that doesn't last. Speaking of quick fix, I saw this when I was at the Y, like, because they have all the TVs going there. And it was a commercial for Nutrisystem for men. And I'm like, what? It's separate now between men and women? Like, why do dudes need a different Nutrisystem than women? Like, I didn't, I couldn't hear the sound. I don't know what their explanation was. But I was like, dudes like too sensitive to not want to do regular Nutrisystem because they think that's a chick thing. So now they need Nutrisystem for dudes. Is that, is that the angle? Is it even any different? Like, I don't, I'm like, that's, that's interesting to me. (laughs) Now I want to go like, look at like the calories and like the ingredients, because I wonder if it's like higher calories since they're dudes. Uh, I mean, probably. But probably they're just too macho to do the regular Nutrisystem. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. When I think Nutrisystem, I don't really think female-focused, but I guess Marie no. Osmond is the one selling it. I mean, I don't know. Marie Osmond just screams to me like, nothing but chicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had never even considered it just being like, like pointed towards women. Yeah, I don't know anybody personally that's done Nutrisystem. But one of my good friends, like one of her family members did it. And she's like, dude, it's expensive as hell because you still have to buy some of your own food and then you're buying all their stuff and their stuff sounds like bonkers expensive. I'm like, that sucks. <laughs> like, oh man. And if you did that and it just ended up not working for you, that just seems so frustrating how much money you would just like light on fire to eat. Like, I can't imagine their food is delicious. Any of the, any diet food, like the, you know, quote unquote diets food. like bleh, bleh. Well, that's what I did when I did the shake thing. I spent thousands of dollars doing for that. For real? You spent thousands of dollars to drink shakes yes, for because it weeks? was through <laughs> UC Hospital, dude. Oh, okay. Like it's literally, they're taking my money, man. Taking <laughs> it. So like, not only am I paying for the shakes, but I'm paying for like the program and the doctors and all this crap. So, so I spent thousands of dollars to lose all that and gain it all back. Is that a thing where you had to pay a big price up front or do you keep paying as you do it? Well, both. So because I had to drop some money up front because they do all these tests and stuff, which is frustrating because like they check your metabolism and stuff, which that's cool, but I'm also young. So a lot of the stuff that they're like, I was probably the youngest person in that program. Like there was nobody else my age ever in any of like the groups that I was in. Um, So they do all these tests and crap and then you have to meet with a doctor every so often. But it was like once a week you would go and get all your shakes and then they would have some sort of educational like meeting with people, which I enjoyed like the crap before the doctors came in where we're all talking about how jacked up in the head we all are with food <laughs> yeah. like that's awesome like talking about like yeah I used to start my morning off with a large coke from McDonald's and a hash brown like just like why were we fat probably because of that <laughs> and um 
but yeah, it was all very, I don't know. It was a lot of money and the shakes were a lot. Cause that's all I was eating. Um, so I had to buy lots of shakes every week. Um, yeah, I spent all that money and then I gained it all back. But I see it didn't teach me anything. Well, I get your mindset though, because it's like if you're going to a hospital, that feels like more legit. You're seeing doctors, and if you're just buying something online or because you see a TV commercial for it, like right. that's where I feel like that that feels scary to me. Is because it like that seems like safe. You know what I mean? It seems like well, well, this must work. I'm going. You know, I'm seeing a doctor about it. You know what I mean? Well, part of it was that I was only eating like 800 calories a day, so yeah. like I had to get my blood drawn regularly. Cause they had to make sure that I was not basically malnourished. Um, but yeah, I like, after doing that, I was really upset. I was like, a hospital is doing this. And what was funny is they would talk about people coming back and doing it again. Mm. Like they were basically upfront telling us that people gain all their weight back. And we were like, how, like, how would they do this and then gain it all back? And then I guarantee the majority of us did that. So it's, it's you frustrating. Did, right? yeah. yeah. I mean, I gained back more weight. Um, God, that sucks. Yeah, it does suck. But I learned, I didn't learn how to eat. All I learned how to do was not eat. And basically that just made my fear of food even worse Yeah, because I lost weight by not eating. So now like I already am afraid of my relationship with food. And now I think I can only lose weight by not eating real food. So yeah. So I had a, like some weird feelings after that, that where I was like, it is jacked up to me that a hospital is using this method to lose weight. And I don't know if originally it was supposed to be people who were like in a dangerous place or like close to getting immobile. Like, I don't know if that was originally the goal, but like there were people in this program that were smaller than me, like didn't even probably have 50 pounds to lose. Oh, so right. yeah, I don't know. It was interesting. I mean, not the the knowledge of food part, but like that talking about like doing something that's that intense and then gaining the weight back. I mean, because I've gained weight, you know, all my weight back a couple times. And yeah. I mean, even that I didn't pay a lot thousands of dollars for a program that just how mentally taxing that is and how horrible it is of like the, you know, the statistics of people gaining weight back from bariatric surgery or getting a gastric sleeve. Um, are very high, which it just totally breaks my heart because I can't, uh, like, I can't even imagine the pain of that, knowing the pain that I have felt from gaining weight back when you work hard, but to know that you spent the money on surgery, you went through the pain of surgery, you went the pain of learning this whole new way to eat to ultimately end up gaining maybe all of your weight back. Like, uh, it like literally just makes me want to cry right now. I just can't imagine how hard and painful that is. And if you do that, I like, I totally understand being the spot of like, I can't lose weight. Like, did you, t- mm-hmm. you how could you not tell yourself that you can't do this when yeah. you're just like, I did, I got this massive tool to help me with this process and it didn't work. And you probably will put all the blame on yourself and maybe it was lack of education. And there's a lot of things at play or you didn't address like the, you know, mm-hmm. internal issues of what caused your weight gain and all these other things. It's just like, I think there's so much into play and I just, I don't know. I just hate the feeling, especially since the percentage, I don't remember exactly what it is, but yeah. it's high. It's like in the 80 or 90 yeah. percentile of people that gain all their weight back after they have that surgery. Just like, oh, that just, that's so horrible. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's, what's really frustrating about people who haven't struggled with their weight, I think that they look at us and they think that we're crazy. Like, 
you had that surgery, you gained it all back. You did this program, you gained it all back. Like what, like what's wrong with you? And it's like, it's so psychologically ingrained, like all of our habits. And for me, it's like, I've been really aware over the past couple of weeks, as soon as I start feeling an uncomfortable emotion, I want to eat Yeah, because I am so used to numbing my feelings. And I've been doing that for so long that it's like, anything that feels a little bit uncomfortable, I'm like, Ooh, let's not feel this. Let's just eat. So that crap is so ingrained in us that a surgery isn't going to fix that. It's like, in my mind, it's, you need to like talk through your shit. Yeah. Well, and that's where I think the surgery itself isn't going to fix it, but that's where I think that we need to see that those things as tools, they're all tools to help the process along like that anything one thing alone isn't going to be the cure-all forever like you there's has to be multiple factors at play and effort put into everything and that's why just even with those surgeries when people say that's like the easy way out I'm like are you kidding me that's this freaking hardest way right <laughs> like that yeah, sounds that's how I feel like it just seems such an intense process and you know, to like learn a whole new I mean that's how much you really want to change so when like yeah if other people judge you saying like, oh, well, you gained it back. You know, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I'm, do you know how bad I really want this? Like you say that I'm like lazy or whatever people say. And it's just like, no, like I want this so bad. I'm willing to go through, you know, pay amounts of money, do these certain things to achieve this goal. And it's just like, again, like finding the right tools that work for you because every tool isn't going to work for everybody the same yeah. exact way. And it's just so frustrating. And that's one of the things that make things so hard is you having those conversations with yourself, like you were just saying of like sitting, like I'm uncomfortable. I want to eat getting to that point. Like, it's not, it's not fun. That is not Mm -hmm. a fun place to be in where you're like aware of that. And then, you know, talking yourself through that. It's so much easier just to eat and numb out or do whatever you're going to do to numb out. And like, like all of it requires effort. And like, it's just, that you so you're already dealing with all of this trying to figure this out on your own you have 8,000 different things screaming at you that this is the right way to do it this is the way you should do it and then you're just you know or your family and friends and coworkers are all doing their own thing and they're telling you the right way to do it it's like yeah like how are we supposed to easily figure this out when like it's just it's so freaking hard it's not just like well just eat, eat less and move more I'm like yeah I mean that's part of it <laughs> but yeah that I mean yes eat in a caloric deficit you will lose weight I mean those, those are that's science but right. at the same time it's not just that easy you know what I no. mean <laughs> because we wouldn't all be like so many of us be overweight if it was that freaking easy yeah we wouldn't be doing this on a podcast right now and discussing this no. if this wasn't such a, a major part of both you and I's life and enough for mm-hmm. uh, people to listen to this and hear this conversation and be nodding along and being like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't even know you. I know. Oh, oh my see? God. Okay. I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, really, that is true though. Not just losing the weight. And I was just having this discussion yesterday. Uh, like somebody was talking about my journey and what I'm doing of just like, and now becoming a personal trainer of like where this has all taken me, which is just mind blowing to me and bonkers. I'm like, but it's not just telling a story of like, yeah, I lost weight and I kept weight off. It's like, I've completely changed my life 
in so many ways, in every way, really, and just the amazing amount of people I've met like you. Like, I wouldn't know you if I wouldn't have gone through the journey I've gone through, or all the people that I've gone hiking with, like some of my best friends I've met um, being a a volunteer for the PCT when I lived in Oregon. I'm like, I wouldn't have been active enough to do those things. Like, so many people I've met in the past nine years from me starting this journey of, like, you know, some of my very best friends and, like, just so many amazing people and their stories and all this stuff. And, like, I feel so grateful that I've had the opportunity to, like, meet all of these people and share their stories of, like, none of that would have existed in my life if I wouldn't have made a choice to be healthier and not just be like, hey, be less fat, be skinny, fit into a hot outfit. It was just like, no, I just want to feel better. I want to feel comfortable in my own skin. I want to live a a life that I love Mm -hmm. and making that decision and all those slow incremental things. Like, you know, when you look back at it now, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Like my life, it's not just about the clothes that I wear now or how I look. It's just like my life would have been insanely different if I wouldn't have been like, no, my health is a priority. No, we got to do something about this. I'm tired right. of the up and down crap. I'm tired of punishing myself and hating myself. Not saying that I still don't struggle with those things, right. but yeah, it's that's where I'm like. I hope the message is of just like what, no matter whatever method you do that finds for, that you find is just like knowing that all of the joy and all the great things yes. that doing this can bring you, and it's not just so much of like what the scale says and, and crying and hating yourself and hating the scale, mm-hmm. which is also yeah. part of the thing though too. <laughs> right. I mean, cause a lot of the, like the joy that I've experienced isn't even about like being smaller. So it's just that I've found a lot of more things that I love to do and I've been able to do things like jump out of an airplane yeah, and man. hopefully when COVID's over, I'm going to go ride some freaking roller coasters. Oh, yeah. But Were you, could, could you not, not get on a roller coaster before? Oh, I haven't told you this story. I don't think so. Maybe you have, and I just don't remember. Girl, yeah, it was like one of the most traumatic experiences of my life. So, me and um, a guy who I was with like for several years, we went to Cedar Point together, um, and I could not fit on the roller coasters. And I literally called my mom hysterical in Cedar Point telling her that I wanted to kill myself because I couldn't get on these roller coasters. And I spent all day at the park with him while he rode roller coasters. Oh my God, he just went without you. What a No, I waited in line with him. I was like literally But yeah, but then he just went, you waited in line for a ride you couldn't ride. All day. I spent all day in the park with him. Oh, this is why he's an ex. Gross. Well, and I wish we had my fucking car there. Why didn't I leave him? Instead, all day. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, he was upset with me because I was in a bad mood. I was oh like, dude, God. I'm so fat that I can't fit on a roller coaster. And I spent all day watching you ride roller coasters. I literally, if there was a way I could kill myself at Cedar Point, probably would have. Oh my God. Like I was hysterical. Everyone in the bathroom at Cedar Point heard me mm. like hysterically sobbing on the phone. Like it was bad. It, I have not recovered from that to this day. Uh, like people had to watch me like get off like I was trying to get on couldn't like and and I like yeah it was it was awful it was one of the most mortifying experiences of my life and then I spent all day in the park with him watching him ride rides and not really care about my feelings oh I hate Um, this man how long did you stay with him after that too long Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah so 
So I want to go back to Cedar Point and ride roller coasters to try and like heal that <laughs> trauma. Um, dude, let's but, just like, let's make a trip. Like whenever dude, we, I we know. can go I just, and we, we can do this thing. I love roller coasters. Like I freaking love them, but I'm like, I just need to go there and be like, because in my head, I'm going to be like, I'm not going to be able to fit on this roller coaster. Like that's in my mind forever going to be that I'm too fat to ride on a roller coaster mm-hmm. until I go do it. So yeah. Good times. Woo! Oh God, I'm sorry. Ah, oh, that's so horrible. Yeah. It was interesting after that though, because I sh- like at first I was like, I'm not going to tell anybody this happened. I like asked him so many times, like, please don't tell your parents, please don't tell your friends. And I don't know if he told people like, yeah, my girlfriend was too fat to get on the roller coasters. Like, I don't really know, but I was mortified. I was like, so concerned about whether he was going to like tell his parents. And I, I mean, I told my mom, but I like, whatever, but some of my coworkers, like, cause I work with all women there was one woman, she was an older woman and she started crying and gave me the biggest hug and told me she had had the same experience. And I'm like, so in that moment, it was like, I have so much shame, but I'm like this, I'm not the only person who's had this experience. So it was a little healing to talk about, but also was one of those things where I didn't want anyone to know what had happened. No, I totally understand that. Yeah. I mean, oh my God, I hate that. But I'm like, now I feel like I live like in a body where there's not really much I want to do that I can't do if, if anything like I don't have to be scared of getting on an airplane and possibly needing to ask for like the seatbelt extender I don't have to be worried about whether or not I'm going to be able to fit in a booth or like go on a roller coaster like that stuff to me is way bigger than what pant size I am oh for sure yeah 100 percent on the same way because I was right at the edge of getting the seatbelt extender. And I'm like, if that, I'm like, I'm going to make this work. And I did with the seatbelt and just be kind of like in pain. Yeah. But I'm like, if I had to ask for that, I probably would have just had a meltdown right in the middle of a plane too. Like, like, yeah, it's just, it's so horrible that it's so shameful, but it's just like, you can feel, even if they're not, everybody's eyes on you and everybody, and when really most people aren't, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like everybody's so wrapped up in their own drama that just like the same thing at the gym of like, oh my God, people must be watching me because I'm the bigger girl at the gym. Like most times people aren't watching you. And if they are, then you're at the wrong gym. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the last time I flew at like my heavier size, I looked up the average length of a seatbelt to like see if I would be able to fit (laughs) because like I was like I need to be prepared for what's about to happen like emotionally (laughs) so yeah right yeah it's so bad that that's just so shameful you know what I mean of just Uh like being overweight is that shameful in a society where a lot of people right. are overweight that we're still like just that mean to most of the population. Like it's just right. insane to me of like, yeah. Oh man. God, that's so horrible. I'm so sorry you went through that. You know, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that just yeah. means like in the super awesome time on roller coasters, if not Cedar point, I'll totally go to Kings Island. Kings Island, you. dude. I haven't been there in years too. I just need to like get in a roller coaster and know that I can fit in it so that in my brain, it's like, okay, you're not what you were before. 
Yeah. Do you, have you not had any of those um, other moments to put you in that headspace other than like, or like even well, jumping out jumping, of the plane? Jumping out of the airplane, yes, because, and that was an interesting experience for me too, because I like, they have to weigh you before you jump. Um, so I, in my head, I was like, I'm going to get on that scale and they're going to tell me I'm too heavy to like do this. So even though I knew that I was under like the actual weight limit, it still is this fear of being told I can't do something because of my size. So that was awesome for me because I'd wanted to skydive before, um, with my dad and my sister and I couldn't. Um, and then, I mean, really other than that and the roller coasters, I don't feel like there's I mean, there are things that are way more comfortable. Like now I don't ever have to worry about being uncomfortable in a booth. Um, I flew last year when we had to move my sister out of college and I didn't have to worry at all about whether or not I was going to fit. And everything's more comfortable. Like even going to a movie theater, like sitting in the movie theater chairs is, I mean, now they're ginormous, but the, (laughs) the like older ones, it's like, I'm not uncomfortable the whole movie. Yeah. and so, I mean, that kind of stuff is huge, but as far as being told I can't do things is really like the skydiving and the roller coaster were the two things that were, that I really wanted to do when I lost weight. Yeah. Um, this is the same, but different something that I've noticed about myself through my journey that I am, I just know the headspace I was in doing this. And when I see other women doing this, I just like go right back to that feeling of like the constant tugging on my clothes. Yeah. Uh, the constantly feeling like, Oh, is this sucking onto my rolls? And you know, and you just like feel so uncomfortable in your own clothes all the time of, you know, that I don't really do that anymore unless I got like a wedgie or something. You know what I mean? Like there's, I just, that, that feeling just kind of, I can't tell you what day that start, stopped happening, but the, you know, it just kind of faded away. And then when I see other women doing it, I don't know how they're feeling in that moment, but I know it zaps me right to the feeling that I had of constantly tugging on my clothes. And I'm like, oh man, that's just, it's just a, just an awful feeling that you just feel so uncomfortable that you're just shifting around and just like, can't even exist. Like, you know what I mean? Like you just can't comfortably exist in clothes. And it's so terrible that we feel that way. Yeah. Well, and I think about how much of my life was taken up with like being concerned about what I freaking looked like or how big I was. And I'm like, it's so sad that that's like how much time women think about that. Like that you can't even be thinking about other things because you're so worried about how you appear to other people that it's, it's really sad. Yeah. Just like, um, I can't remember the exact stat whenever I did uh, the tween week a couple years mm-hmm. ago on the podcast if anybody wants to search that up um, I would recommend that where I talked to Ashley Solomon um, you know a psychologist that works with women and young girls but I think she said that the the age that most girls start like being super self-conscious and judging themselves and going on diets is eight yeah and I'm like oh my god like oh well, it just hurts my heart it's, it's awful. Like I have nieces and I'm like, when I think about them, I'm like, they are so beautiful, like so freaking beautiful. And to think about whether or not they are concerned about their body size, like breaks my heart because they are like, regardless of what size they are, they're the, the most beautiful girls. And it's really sad when you think about like yourself, I've had this like realization with my nieces 
I'm like, when I was that age, I already hated myself. Yeah. And you're like, I was so little. Like I recently found some stuff that I wrote when I was 12 and it was so dark and so depressing. And I'm like, when I see my niece, that's 12, I'm like, holy crap. I was that little and thinking those things. Yeah. So it's like, I, you're tween wink, man. That was triggering. Oh, oh, it triggered, <laughs> triggered me a lot. Like it took me months to even edit it. So if anybody's listening to this and you haven't listened to it, so it was a whole week of talking to um, tweens, you know, and they were um, 11 and 12 and they chose the topics that they wanted to talk about. And so it was, nothing was forced or my idea. They, they pitched their ideas to their fifth grade teacher that they wanted to come in and talk about these things. So it was the conversations they wanted to have each day and each day was matched with um, an expert on that topic to kind of give advice for young girls and when well, there's some boys on there too there was an episode with a couple of little boys and um advice for parents and people that age and yeah the one that where it's the two girls that are I think they were 11 and 12 and the conversation they had about what they feel about their own body and who they are it makes me want to cry right now oh god I know. it was just being in the room recording with them it was you know, I have to keep, I'm like, I don't want to cry in front of them. Like, I don't want right. them to shit like, oh, you're saying something, you know, that's triggering me. Like that you're, oh my God, you know what I mean? So just having that conversation. And then afterwards, the next day after recording it, which we recorded it, the school year was still going on. So it was like May. And, um, I was driving. So I was just numb that night. Like I just didn't even, I was just a zombie. And just like no emotion, just like kind of like drained everything out of me. And the next morning I was driving to the radio station and I was thinking about editing it and I just bust out crying, just lost it. And I drove straight to Kroger because I'm like, I'm going to binge, like I'm going to binge. And so I did. I knew I'm like, there's no stopping this one. And so I got a bag of baby carrots and a big thing of blueberries. So I'm like, at least I'm going to do this. I'm going to make a healthier choice. And I just sat out in my car and just power eight baby carrots and blueberries and I'm like I can't edit this and I didn't get the my own strength to edit that episode just because it was so triggering for me because every day thing they were saying I'm like that's me that yeah. is me at that age it was just like oh my god and so I didn't edit it for a couple months later and I think I put them out in September like the beginning of the next school year is whenever I finally put all the episodes out um Cause that was just like how much it was just like, you know, a kick to the stomach for me where I'm like, Oh my God, it's just like, I don't want anybody to feel this way. And these like young, no. beautiful girls. And they just like, they, I, you know, like you were just saying of like, I felt this and it's how horrible and dark it is. And you know, there's, there's so many other girls that are feeling like that. Like, yeah. Oh my, like, how can we, and then, you know, for us, the, you know, you live your entire life feeling this way about yourself yeah. until you just start turn untying these knots whenever you're kind of going through this journey of like oh my god if somebody can just help these girls here at this age can you save them years and a lifetime of hating themselves and being so mean to themselves and punishing themselves because of their body yeah um, I, I mean, I don't know how to do that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a therapist. I'm, I'm like, not a I just doctor. Wanna hold, I just want to hold all of them and be like, okay, I'm going to hold you until you're an adult. Yeah. Like, 
<laughs> but what's terrible and what I told him when we were recording that too is like, you know, I'm telling them how beautiful they are and how like special they and they don't and like they don't believe me and I know it because no. I'm the same damn way. I'm 38 years old and people will give me compliments and I'm like, no. no. I know. <laughs> I get I get mad when people compliment me. <laughs> One of my coworkers a couple weeks ago, she complimented me and I don't even I must have reacted really poorly cuz later on in the day she was like I'm sorry if I made you uncomfortable by like by saying that to you. And I was like, no, dude, it's fine. It was very nice of you. <laughs> I but know. however I reacted, she felt bad oh about complimenting me. <laughs> like that's uh, messed up. <laughs> yeah, I totally get it though. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just like, why are we like this? Or it's like, yeah, or, and I've had to tell people that before too. I'm like, because if I don't have, you know, because I just have an awkward reaction where I'm like, no, you don't understand how much that, deeply means to me I will hold it like I will love that and cherish that forever internally but outside I'm just kind of like oh thanks oh you don't mean that you know what I mean I mean I had I mean one this started the tattoo I have the one tattoo I have on my arm that says you are a force was a compliment given to me by a guy at a gym was it I used to go to fit next before I started going to Cincy 360 here in Cincinnati and his name is Steven and he would be there like because I was there every freaking day and, you know, like he would just be like, oh, my God, girl, he's like, you are a force. Oh, and I was just like, that just made me feel so good in so many ways. Like, I like force to be reckoned with. Like, yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm just coming. I'm I'm bringing it. I'm like, I really like that is a compliment that meant a lot to me and something that I want to believe about myself. Right. You know, and that's not just like, hey, you lost weight. Hey, you look hot. Hey, you're skinny. Hey, you're pretty or any of those things. Yeah. It's like, no whatever you do, like you are freaking bringing it and you are a force. And I'm like, Oh yeah. So I'm like, you know, so the power of compliments, I'm sure he has, I have not seen him since like 2017. So I'm like, I'm sure he has no idea how impactful that one, one compliment to me at the gym was. And I just think that where I try to, and I've made it this, my new year's resolution before too, is just like, compliment more people because not only am I awkward at accepting them I'm awkward at giving compliments too just because mm -hmm. of whatever weird psychological problems I got that you know that those make such a huge difference of like try to make the the point to say something nice like I was doing for a while before COVID of writing nice little notes and leaving them in the lockers at Planet Fitness for people of just like you're beautiful and you got this and you're you're a badass and whatever of just like you never know if like somebody could just be having just a trash fire day being so mean to themselves and how that one thing can just be like mm, okay thank you like maybe I will start believing that about myself you know mm -hmm. it's just the, the power of those small little things but again the same thing the same power is whenever somebody says something horrible to you too. Right. They make well, some I've, sort of fat comment and you'll hang on to that for the rest of your life. Right. Well, and I've even been really frustrated. Like I've been paying a lot of attention to how like, especially women compliment each other. And a lot of times it's like, Oh, you look so tiny today or, Oh, you're so skinny. And like how much I'm even triggered by that. And like, I want to make sure that when I'm complimenting women, it's not really about their size because I hate that that's like, to me, that's just one more way that we're showing that like, that is what you should be. And that is what's beautiful. And that's, what's desirable. I'm like, I just want to tell women like, dude, you're strong or dude, you're like beautiful. That has nothing to do with your size. Like trying to compliment people, not necessarily on what their freaking size is, because I think that that can be triggering too. Like now when people tell me like, Oh, you look so tiny. I'm like, 
Did that mean I was a monster before? Well, I was. Like, did you think I was a whale before? Yeah, but no, you weren't. Like, see, that's that's your your perception too. Right. But I'm like, I don't want to trigger people by being like, oh, like, you look so skinny. Or to make other women who aren't skinny feel bothered by hearing that. I don't know. I mean, I'm just trying to be more aware of that. Yeah. I I mean, I 100% agree, but still saying that to be like also completely brutally honest. Like if somebody says that to me, it still like makes me happy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I know that it's like, that's not the only value, but it's also just like, just how we all operate. Right. If somebody's like, you're looking skinny. I'm like, Really? See, I don't will never believe that. That's See, I won't believe it, me. but I still want to hear oh, it. You know what I mean? I'm I don't like, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> to me, like, it depends what do you on want who... from me. It depends on who says it though. It de- <laughs> by the way, people don't really say that to me, which is fine. That is not the compliment. Obviously, the compliments so I like is you're a force, like you're a badass. Like those those are the compliments that I really like. Um, or just like, Hey, what you do is meaningful to me. You know what I mean? Like those are the things that are, but at the same time, if somebody's like, you look skinny, I, I I don't, I don't hate it. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't hold it and put it on a pedestal and that's my favorite compliment. But at the same time, um, I won't smack it away either. Just, just to be completely honest. (laughs) I'm just like, I've seen skinny and I am not that. So you need to walk away. (laughs) Yeah. I guess like, yeah, the, the term skinny is so subjective either. And I don't want to be skinny either. I just, I want to look and feel good for me. Yeah. (laughs) I want to be strong. Like that's for me like that. And I know that's kind of becoming like cliche in the sort of the social media world right now. But like, for sure, like, I just want to feel strong. I want to feel confident. I want to feel good in my body. Doesn't matter what size that is. That's the mindset I want to be in about the body I'm in now. And that's where, that's where the hard work is of like, I have to, and I'm in this process right now of like loving the body I'm in, like unconditionally, it doesn't matter if I gain weight, if I lose weight, what my body looks like, if my arm gets chopped off in a farm accident, that (laughs) I am just beautiful and I love my body no matter what. Dude, yes. And I think that's where we, like, the core of it is. And it's the hardest freaking thing to do. (laughs) I know. And I get so mad because I see women of all different sizes, all different shapes. And I'm like, they are gorgeous. Like, I don't look at them and see their size. I just see how freaking beautiful they are. And I'm like, I want to, at some point, look at myself and be like, wow, you are so freaking beautiful, regardless of what my freaking body looks like. Yeah. And the same, I mean, because it's the confidence. You can just feel that like self-love, confident, and that's what's sexy. That's what's like, damn, that's what's beautiful. And yeah, it absolutely doesn't matter what your body looks like when you're kind of just like... I I love myself. I'm feeling myself. Yeah. And that's the vibe I want to have. Like, I want to have that, like, I'm feeling good about me and I love me, not in some narcissistic way. You know what I mean? Of like, but I just like love who I am. I love what I'm bringing to the table and it just radiates out of me. And that's like, that's the goal. You know what I mean? Right. Of just like, even though I still get hung up on freaking weight and everything else because it's just ingrained in who I am of like, but catching my, just like talking about going into a binge of catching yourself or numbing out with food, like catch myself in this and be like, no, this isn't the goal. The goal is to love yourself. And you're definitely not loving yourself telling you that you are less than of a person because you weigh 10 pounds heavier than you did before or whatever. Like, it's just, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a process. Like that's the, that's the work. Yeah. 
It is. And you would never like want anyone else to think they were less than for being 10 pounds more, but then we do that to ourselves. Yeah. I'm like, I've never, I can't imagine just like looking at somebody and just being like, oh, they're a disgusting person or whatever, like based on what their, you know, just what their body looks like. I mean, if they are like, I don't know, super smelly and like got bugs jumping off of them. I mean, that's one thing. That's not what your body looks like. That just means take a bath. (laughs) Right. If you're not bathing, then. Yeah. If it's like, oh, you're, there's, there's, there's something there. That person's not okay because of that. But it's like, like, yeah, I don't see people and just be like, and also like, we're just talking about overweight, underweight either, because I have friends that are underweight that feel the exact same way, have so many issues and so self-conscious about like, you know, Hey, eat a burger or you're you're so skinny. Even, um, a good friend of mine, I I asked them, this is a man. I'm like, Hey, do you want to come? Like, I can practice being a personal trainer at the gym. Can, can you like, just come in and let me practice with you? And he's like, I don't, I'm so skinny. I don't need to lose any weight. And I'm like, it's not about losing weight. It's about moving your body and being healthy. Like even if like the immediate reaction for him, just like for us would be like, Oh, I'm too fat. And he's like, Oh, I'm too skinny. And so it's like, we often don't have that conversation either about how damaging that is Mm -hmm. to that. So it's like seeing somebody that's, you know, thin or big or whatever the hell they are. Like, it's just, yeah, and you don't know what that person's going through. You don't know their life. You don't know no. how much they could freaking love their own body. And who are you to judge what the hell they look like? I don't know. It's just, again, part of this whole huge complicated process. I know, dude. It's hard I'm being like, a human. Breathe. That's just what it is. Can I be a dolphin? Can I come back as a oh, dolphin? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I want to rewire. If I can't rewire my brain, I want to be my cat, dude. Cats, they're cute as hell when they're fat. <laughs> Well, so are people. I know. (laughs) But society doesn't say that about people, but they see a fat cat and they're like, oh. Well, not if you're on TikTok. If you're on TikTok, go in the comments. People are shaming you for having an overweight cat. And they're like, oh, could you punish your cat like that? No, no, people aren't always in love with fat animals either. People are hostile. Dude, yeah, the comments. Yeah, that's. Yeah, the comments, especially because I read the comments on TikTok because sometimes they're funnier than the actual video. But I'm like, man, people are just waiting for something to bitch about. They are just waiting to like just jump in your ass about something. And that's what's scary. I mean, that's what I think is the scary part. Again, I mean, I don't want to get in this whole conversation about social media of like people are just brutal and it feels like it's getting worse and they'll find something to have a problem uh-huh. with and like um, and so it's dangerous especially if you like unless you feel like you're in a space safe space like if you're putting your weight loss journey on instagram or something like that knowing who your followers are and being like i want to follow my journey along if somebody comes in here and starts trashing me they gotta go like you know it's like to have a space to feel comfortable to share those things without people just trashing you because they'll find I mean you could be saving kittens lives and people will find (laughs) something wrong with it somehow like oh but do you save puppies lives too like those like geez what about the pigs oh my god little baby pigs oh my god little little piglets they're so cute oh god and they're little they're little snorts (laughs) 
I kind of wish Sebastian snorted. <laughs> when I lived in Denver, um, when I started losing weight, when I was going for walks a lot. I and anybody listening in Denver, I used to go for walks at Cheeseman Park all the time, and there was always a dude there walking a little pig on a leash, and he would wear his little sweaters. It was so cute. Oh, <laughs> I would die. I can't like. I- it's when like, I see people with cute animals out in public, it wrecks me. And I mean, just Denver is its own little animal. At least it was at the time. Um, also, I was on my front porch of my apartment talking to my friend on the phone, and I'm like, "Oh my god, somebody is walking a duck past my front, <laughs> the front of my house, right?" Stop it! <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I love it here. <laughs> wow, man, I'm living in the wrong place. I don't know if I could have a, a pet duck, but I think I could. I think I could do a little pig. Oh, I could definitely do a little pig. <laughs> oh, and goats. Oh, my God. Little goats are so cute. Ah! And I freaking love alpacas. Man, I would die. I see you put that on your Instagram stories oh, all the time. Oh, man. My dad, for one of my birthdays, he took me to uh, an alpaca farm. And one of the alpacas like came up and like it was like an alpaca hug. And it Aww. kissed me. <laughs> and I have never forgotten that alpaca. <laughs> ever oh my god that's awesome i did this how random this is oh my god if somebody's listening to this knows a place i'm talking about please let me know so i worked at this production agency for a while where i would um, write voice and produce radio commercials that would go like some of them were national and some of them just would be for specific markets and i think this place was in wyoming and it was i had to write their commercial and do their commercial i mean this was over a decade ago at this point so i'm sure this commercial is still not on the radio um, was for an alpaca farm coffee shop ah! and so that you can hang out with the alpacas and drink coffee Stop. and then they sold like mittens and stuff from the alpaca no. and socks in the coffee shop I'm like oh my god I want to go here where is this I place think, do you know I think it was in Wyoming I'm sure that you could just do a google search and Forget find a place it. like that now. I'm flying there <laughs> Sorry, oh. COVID, take a back seat. <laughs> That's right. I'm coming for you, alpacas. Yeah, dude. I mean, I have thought about that because they have the cat cafes. I'm like, oh, why yeah. are we not doing this with more animals? Oh, Puppy good. cafe, count me in. Piglet cafe, count me in. Oh, my in. God, a piglet cafe. Yes. Oh. Okay. I could, Oh, I would spend so much money. <laughs> Maybe you should start it. Oh, you can, it's like my dream to open a cat cafe, but I just, you have to have money to do that stuff. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to pay my bills. Right. Opening a brick and mortar business seems intense. That's why yeah. I support small businesses. It's not an easy process. That's right. As somebody who just has an online business, it's <laughs> <was> hard enough. <laughs> Can't imagine right. having a brick and mortar and employees. Oh my God. Go support Oh no, them, I never want never want to have employees yeah no oh lord the thought of like ever being in a management position I'm like I think that would be the end for me like I would (laughs) I would definitely pass away I don't know what kind of boss I would I just I would be like I don't want to hurt your feelings (laughs) see I would be mean it would not be good well I'd be mean if they were messing with my stuff like yeah I guess I don't know if it's my own thing and somebody comes in there and I'm just like be better (laughs) (laughs) You can't say that to the alpaca, though. What if you're just employees or you're just your alpacas and you, they're well, your employees because you got to sh- animals, shear them to make socks. Silly little alpacas. <laughs> well, on that note, I think we should wrap this up. We're going <laughs> uh, off yeah. the rails. <laughs> Sorry for anyone that made it to this point. <laughs> 
Awesome. All right. Well, I will talk to you next week and I will see you at Pilates at Shalati's. Woo. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. For info on health coaching and more, go to amandavalentinebites.com.